Welcome, everybody, to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find Focus for Living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. But at times you didn't act like it. Right? So sometimes you say things before your life and attitude and behavior line up with it. I'm saved by grace not because I'm good enough to be saved. Because I still struggle. I know I'm lost some of you right there. I'm not listening to a preacher who struggles. Then don't ever listen to another preacher because every preacher struggles. You know how I know that? Because every individual struggles. But we don't have to be overtaken by sin. We have the power of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, the grace of God. And we don't have to be overtaken by that power. So point number one is this here. Listen to pain. We think that pain is the enemy. No, pain is an indicator that an enemy exists. Come on, somebody. Pain is an indicator that there is an enemy that exists. And I I don't know why I always revert back when I get to this area. I always revert back to Little Rascals, one of my favorite shows. And I love, I love Spanky. He's probably my favorite. But Alfalfa, I like Alfalfa. I love buckwheat. Come on, somebody. You can't, you can't not like buckwheat, man. But I love, but, but, Al, but you know, Spanky and Alfalfa and a couple of those started the He-Men Woman Haters Club. And so, so Alfalfa was in a conundrum because he wanted to stay with the He-Men Woman Haters Club, but Darla was sure was pretty. But he said something that he didn't really mean. He said, Darla, I hate your stinking guts. Just to fit in with the fellas. Just to fit into the club. Now, some people do the opposite just to fit into the club. I'm saved. Now, Alfalfa didn't have any intention of keeping up that facade. And some of us only keep up that facade when we're with people who are saved. Alright? Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but, it, but, but what you got to realize is you got to listen to where you're at and what you're going through. And so pain is discomfort created by disorder. That's where the pain comes from. When your back is out of alignment... It, is, it doesn't feel better until it gets back in alignment. So if you're trying to serve God, but live outside of the covenant of His presence, and outside the covenant of His Word, you're not going to have everything that the Bible says you can have because you're out of alignment. You're out of order. And the discomfort comes... I don't know about you, but when, I'm, when I am... And when I talk about discomfort, when I am out of the will of God or doing something I know I'm not supposed to be doing or having a thought or attitude that I'm not supposed to be having, I have discomfort in my life. 
Because I am submitted to God. If I'm not submitted to God, then those areas don't, don't matter to me. I can treat you how I want to and still feel fine. Don't point at nobody, but do you know people who go, man, they get to treat people however they want to, and God don't ever do anything to them. Well, God might not be their father. Have you ever asked somebody, hey, why don't you do something? Uh, 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 somebody asked me one time because I'm the pastor. Somebody said, why don't you do something about them kids? Because well, I ain't their parent. That's real simple. I'm not their parent. I might be their pastor, but I'm not their parent. And there are two things that people won't forgive you for, messing with their money and messing with their kids. I know that. I know that for a fact. Pain is not your real enemy and pain actually is your help. It helps you realize that something is wrong when you have pain. You realize that something's wrong. Pain is a memo. It is a signal. It is a messenger telling you that something is wrong, that an enemy exists. And when you are, when you are not experiencing, and please listen to me, I'm not one of those preachers that tell you if you can be the most holy person on the planet and still experience pain. Why? Because you live in a fallen world, around fallen people, and around jerks. Amen? So when you were a child, you may have touched a hot iron, but you didn't leave it there long enough because it hurt, right? So you pulled it back. So pain helped you to keep from damaging yourself because you jerked it away. It caused you, it pain caused you to make a change. And people usually don't change because they see the light, but because they feel the heat. It causes you to make change. It causes you to protect yourself from injury. If things were going wrong in your life, you need to take it seriously. Ask the question, all right, is this an attack from the enemy? Because that's possible. Or is it that I've stepped out of alignment with God and I've stepped out from under the protection of God? You know, my, my daughter who lives in my house, she knows she's under my protection. Matter of fact, my child who is married, uh, I hope you're not watching tonight, but she don't even realize it, but she's under my protection. She had to miss work because she was sick, and, and, uh, they, she, and uh, she put in for, for her, uh, anyway, some time off or something to get paid for that week. And, and she goes, well, she goes, if, even if I don't get paid, Daddy, you've taught us well enough that we're okay for this week. Now, what she didn't realize is I'm Johnny on the spot. Oh, y'all going to eat this week. Are you listening to me? Y'all, y'all gonna eat. It might not be T-bone steak, but y'all gonna eat. If I got food in my, if I got food or money in my pocket, y'all gonna eat. Ain't gonna worry about that. But now I was very thankful. She goes, but we have planned ahead. Oh, good. So I didn't even have to mention, I got you. Now, but Pastor, you didn't do that for me because you ain't my child. Now, if you're part of this church or you're not part of this church, we got a food bank over there. We'll help you out the best we can. But, but when it came to my child, or, or am I making sense? When it came to somebody 
who is submitted to me, even though they're married, she is submitted to her first her husband and then to me. She loves me, and her husband loves me too because I buy their meal when we go out. And, and so, so she's committed to me, and so she doesn't even realize it, but if you fall, I got you. That's what the way it is with God. When you're in alignment with God, now, but what if she what if she had told me, oh, you know, go jump in a lake somewhere. I don't want anything to do with you, Dad, blah, blah, blah. And then she'd come and go, Dad, I'm a little short. Say what? Now you need me? Come on. Now you want to be daughter. You didn't want to be daughter before. Yeah. But so, you know, God... Look at your neighbor, tell him, God is more gracious than pastor. Thank Jesus. Now, but you don't think that God has a line? He said, my spirit will not strive with men always. You know, how many times are you going to test the limits of the Holy Spirit? How many times are you going to test the limits of God's grace? Now, you will never live a pain-free life until Jesus comes. So when you feel pain, know that the enemy of your soul is trying to buffet you. Then you can take necessary steps to change or to respond to your enemy. Number two, use weapon, use your weapon of praise. Did you hear that? Use your weapon of praise. I, I, I will confess to you, I have been using my weapon of praise from early March. I mean, I've been using it a lot longer, but I've had to really rely on it during this COVID when I'm preaching to nobody and when I'm and when I'm going and then, you know, all of the, you, you 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 never know when it's going to end and so it gets harder and harder. Am I am I reading anybody's mail right now? It gets harder and harder and harder and, and to keep up to, to keep your to keep your head up and to keep your your mind up and your your spirit up. But if the, the way that I do that and the way that you can do that is use your weapon of praise. The Bible says in, in the book of Psalms, chapter 8, verse 2, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. What, I, what it's saying is that your praise has the ability to shut the devil's mouth. My Lord, somebody hear me. Your praise, not my praise for you, because I can praise with you, but I can't praise for you. I, can't, I, I can lead you in praise, but I cannot praise for you. If you don't praise, then you didn't silence your enemy. But when I praise, the devil has to shut up according to the Word of God. Now, it doesn't mean that you have, know how to have to use the, 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 the skillful. You don't have to be skillful because it said, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you've ordained strength. When I praise, when I praise, when I praise, the devil has to shut up. When you praise, the devil has to shut up. Well, Pastor, I, I just want him to shut up all the time. Then keep praising. You're just perpetual praise. You know, the, the, problem, with most, the problem with most Christians 
is they're not drunk enough. Stay drunk on the Holy Spirit. Stay drunk on the Holy Spirit, man. And, and just praise Him. Because, you know, uh, well, let me, get, let me get off there. Evil spirits often tormented King Saul. But when this happened in Samuel chapter 16, verse 23, when this happened, they called for David the psalmist who played his harp and the evil spirit departed. You know, not everybody, but you know, sometimes you might be you might need to check what you're listening to in your house. You know, I'm not saying, listen, how oh, help me, Jesus. Because I'm trying to help young and old here tonight. I'm not going to tell you that every day of my life I listen to Christian music. Most of the time, I would say 90% of the time, I listen to Christian music. But there are other times I like jazz. I, I, like, I like hip-hop. I like all kinds of songs. But I don't, you know, you can't be trying to calm yourself listening to the Welcome to the Jungle. I just need peace. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Or how about, you know, I, uh, I, I need to calm myself. Achy, breaky heart. Well, that ain't helping you. Your girl just ran off with your truck and you're really going to miss your truck? That's, that's not going to help you. Looking for a girlfriend and with a boat, please send a picture of the boat. You know, that's not going to help you. You got to get some things that are going to have the Holy Spirit. Rise up in there. Now, Pastor, are you saying the Holy Spirit can't use other songs? Yes, He can. He sure can, He and He does. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, there's a song that, come, that I have on my playlist. It is not Christian. I listen to it almost every time I'm on my Harley. And it's like a spiritual experience. I told my wife, I said, I don't even understand this theologically. I said, but I listen to that song and I feel the Holy Spirit just come on me. I know some of you are like, what is it? I am not telling you. So don't even ask. Oh, you can tell me, Pastor. No! It's not Christian. But, I, you know, now there's one I play almost every time, Sweet Home Alabama. That doesn't give me spiritual. That just makes me go. But what I'm saying is that you've got to know what brings the Holy Spirit to you. I'm going to tell you one that does it to me almost every time. The first two I sang. For me, I can't go back to the beginning. That thing wrecked me, man. Because I, I know that without him, I can do nothing. And when you get to when you begin to look at yourself in that into that into that uh, in that light, you begin to realize that it's not in your own strength, but it's in the strength of the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't control what tomorrow may bring, but it, what I know here in the middle, right here in the middle, is where you promised you'd be. Man, I, I mean that gets me. You know, nothing but you, nothing but you. All I want to do is be in your presence. Those songs get me, and they bring the Holy Spirit quick. So use your weapon of praise. 
See, David's music can drive away the demons because according to Psalm 16, 18, the Lord was with him. You know, me and, me and Justin talked about this for just a moment earlier today, that you can hear, how many of you, you can hear somebody sing a song and it be good, but then you hear somebody else sing the same song and you're like, oh, my Jesus. You know? It, 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 but it's like this. Here's the deal, man. Because when, when you are, uh, I, I've told this story many times, but there was a great orator, and he got up one day and, and he quoted, or he was doing this, or, uh, this oration or whatever you call it. He was orating or whatever. He was talking and, and giving this speech, but he came to the 23rd Psalms, and he gave this 23rd Psalms. And he come off stage, and, and everybody was clapping and standing ovation. And he got off the stage, and there was an old man back there. I don't know how it happened, but he asked the old man to go out and quote the 23rd Psalms. He went out and quoted the 23rd Psalms, and it was silence, except for people were weeping and crying. And the, and the guy that was with the orator, he goes, what's the difference? The orator said, I know the 23rd Psalms. He knows the writer of the 23rd Psalms. Amen? I mean, you know, when you know, I, you know uh, I was kidding, but it's true. That last song, The King is Coming, a lot of the young people, that don't do much for because they haven't lived through what you live through. And those old songs is what got you through. Like their songs, you know, Breaking down walls. Oh, yeah, woo, woo, woo. Well, what you don't know is the king coming used to break down the walls when he was going through what you was going through. So the, 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 the style might change. The music might change. But you better still recognize that you have a weapon called praise. And don't be afraid to use it. Use it every time you need it. Matter of fact, use it when you don't even need it. Because some of your favorite Christian artists are just that, artists. But when the Lord is with you, I want you to hear, when the Lord is with you, your praise can drive hell berserk. Your praise can drive hell berserk. And if you lift up your hands in worship and pure praise, you will literally purge the atmosphere from demonic activity. Pastor, that's a little far-fetched because you hadn't seen through the spirit realm yet. You will literally drive away the demonic forces of hell, demonic activity. Number three, recognize, i got two more, recognize your deliverer. Jesus is your deliverer. All right? John 8.36 says, says, Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Do you know that God assigns deliverers? I want you to hear that. God assigns deliverers. Moses was assigned to lead Israel out of Egypt. Elijah was assigned and sent to the widow Zarephath to help her Use her faith for provision. She was assigned. Who have you been assigned to? Now listen. Not everybody who said 
you were assigned to me, you were assigned. Because some people, you're not strong enough to be their deliverer. You're going to be their codependent. Oh, Pastor, you better preach. Well, that's why I just don't help anybody. No, that's wrong too. You should be helping somebody. But God, who have you assigned me to? Like there's a guy, there's a guy I, I, that he don't even know I've been working on him. But I've been working on him for a few years. He's not here. Matter of fact, if you had to ask me, he's no closer today than the day I started working on him. But why do you do it? Because I feel like I've been assigned to him. I pray for him. I pray over him. I don't call him every day. Now listen, assigned and stalker are two different things. Listen to me, you single guys, men. God didn't assign you to every single woman. Oh, I didn't see a ring on that finger. I feel like God called me to pray for her. Uh, hey, what's your name? What's your digits? I feel like I need to call you and pray for you. No! Tell them, say, get away from me, you weirdo. Amen. You never know who has been assigned to you. I remember several years ago, I was going through a very difficult time. And this pastor, whom to this day, I don't know who he is. But he called me. He said, Pastor Ronnie? I said, yes. He goes, you don't know me, but my name is so-and-so. I don't remember what it was. He said, my name is so-and-so, but you don't know me, but I know you. And I've been praying for you. And I said, do what? He said, I've been praying for you. And he told me what he was praying. And it was right exactly what I needed. I said, man, thank you so much. And I wanted to get with him, but he said, no, sir, I didn't call for that. I didn't call. You know, he, he was a, it was a because, of, because of where I'm at, you know, a lot of people see me, but I don't see them. And so I said, man, I would just love to, you know, take you to coffee or something like that. He goes, no, no, I don't, I don't want any of that. He said, I just want you to know that I've been praying for you. I felt like the Holy Spirit told me to call you and tell you today. And so that told me that when I didn't know anybody was praying for me. Come on, somebody. You don't know who's praying for you. Now, just because you, have, you, that you haven't been assigned to be their deliverer doesn't mean you can't pray for them. But be careful because as you pray for people, you get a sense that you've got to deliver them. And you've got to remember that God assigns deliverers, but you are not the deliverer. God is the deliverer. And if God can't do it, you and your happy self ain't going to stand a chance. All right? You not only have someone assigned to you, but you may have been assigned to someone yourself. It's like that someone who encouraged you when you were ready to give up. If you're sick, look for the person who, of God who believes in healing. If you're having financial problems, look for the man or woman of God who believes in prosperity. I don't want, if I'm sick, I don't want somebody praying for me who don't believe in healing. If I'm having marital problems, I don't want somebody praying for me who took a, a, a vow of, 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 of uh, yeah, that. What is it? Chastity. Or the other one? Celibacy. That's what I was looking for. 
Chastity, what's old? But you go, girl. That's from the Catholic. That's from the Episcopal right there. That's what that's from. I've never understood that. I'm not against priests or whatever, but how are you going to give me family, family advice when you ain't ever had no family? I'm having marital trouble. <laughs> Bro, I don't want your marriage advice. I'm having children. I, I don't want children advice from you. Money advice? I don't want money. You took a vow of poverty. I don't want that. I didn't take a vow of it. I'm just dealing with it. Come on, somebody. Amen. But here's what I want you to know, man. If you fail, you didn't do it alone. No one fails alone. If you fail, it's because you chose to ignore the people God sent into your life. Pastor, that ain't fair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Matthew 23, 37 says, Oh, Jerusalem. The one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. But you were not willing. You were not willing. I think about sometimes how many times, how many times have I not been willing to do what God was trying to get me to do or listen to somebody or to reach out to somebody or to, for somebody to help me. But if you fail, it's because you chose to ignore it. Number four, and I'm done. Point number four, reach for help. I don't care who you are. I don't care where where you've been. You need people in your life who are speaking to your life. Reaching for help is not a sign of weakness. You know, what I've learned, uh, and I've learned in business and in in many other different, you know, Somebody goes, you always want to be, I heard, I heard one leader say this, you always want to be the smartest person in the, in the room. I'm thought, man, I'm, I'm done for. But I love what another leader who I, who I follow said, and that's, what, that's the advice I take. He said, never be the smartest person in the room. Always surround yourself. And you know what? You know, I might be smarter in one area than you, but you're probably smarter in a, a lot of other areas than me. So, so you use that. The Bible says, and men use it all the time, iron sharpens iron. And so we need people who are sharp to help sharpen us. And if you can't learn something from somebody who is younger than you, then maybe you are unteachable. And if you're unteachable, you're unreachable. So reaching for others is not a sign of weakness. So do it. Only a fool ignores a life jacket when he's drowning. Wisdom is using the resources that God, that he's placed around you. You know, I love the story. Of the, it's, it's a joke, I guess, but I love the story of the guy who died and went to heaven. And uh, uh, he was in a flood and the, 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 the water was rising. A boat came by and said, hey, man, come on, jump on the boat. No, God's going God's gonna to save me. Got a little bit further up. He got on the roof of the house. Another boat come by. Hey, man, jump on. No, God's going to save me. Boat left. Now he's on the top of the house. Helicopter comes by. Grab the rope. No, God's going to save me. And then he dies. He drowns and dies. Gets to heaven. Lord, I thought you were going to save me. And God says, I sent two boats and a helicopter, bro. 
And that is so the same for you and I. That God sends people into our lives if we will listen. Can I tell you this? If you fail, you don't do it alone. And if you overcome, you don't do it alone. See, that's why I think that this, that this battle that we're in as a country is so detrimental. Because it wants to isolate us. It wants to get you alone. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't stay alone too much with my thoughts. Can y'all imagine? I mean, I mean, are you, I mean, for real. I don't need to be alone with my thoughts all the time. I, I need some people up in my house. I need some people up in my space. And, and because, listen, overcomers don't do it alone. They conquer pride. They reject the trap of isolation. You know, our, our church, I've shared this before too, but many years ago, our every friend that I had, personal friend, pastor friend, had a church smaller than ours. And I began to realize that when God dealt with me, I realized that I kind of enjoyed that. You know, self-inspection is good. I kind of enjoyed being the, 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 the big dog on the block. But, you know, we were only running about 150. I'm like, Lord. Everybody else was just smaller. And then so the Lord began to deal with me to step outside my comfort zone and meet people. And I know y'all can't believe this, but I'm a little bit shy. I know, I, I really am. When I'm outside my comfort zone, I'm shy. And so I was like, God, I, I, I don't want to do that. And he goes, if you want to go to the next level, you got to get outside your own confinement. And so I did. I reached out to a man by the name of, of uh, Tom Sturbins, and we became friends. Next thing I know, I was, I was uh, uh, having lunch with Randy and Annette Watson. And I would, I would, matter of fact, now Randy, of course, is like a, is, uh, is Papa Watson to me. He's my spiritual father now. But uh, when I was first taking him out, I'd take him out to dinner. Listen to me. When you take out people who are smarter than you, shut up. <laughs> Ask questions, but listen. And so uh, now, you know, now that now we've had a, a history of, of over 20 years together, me and Papa, and so Papa, Papa would, he told me later, you know, a few years after, after we had became mentoring, he goes, I always wonder, what does this young pastor want with me as an old man? And you know, he's, now he's in his 80s, he's not doing real well, and, and so the, one of the last times I was at his house, he, he took me to his safe, and he showed me his guns, and he showed me his watches, and his rings, and, and his different things, he goes, hey man, I just want you to, I want you to go ahead and tell me before I get too old, what you want. He don't have any children. He says, what do you want? I said, I want, I want your sermons. He said, do, do what? I said, I, I, I want your sermons. And I said, and I want you to lay your hands on me. And I want you to impart a double portion of your spirit. That's what I want. Now, the, the, these guns are cool and these, that watch, is that, that, that's a really nice watch. But, but that doesn't matter. Come on, I'm human. I'm thinking Rolex. Come on, man. Yeah, it was his, it was his retirement gift. It was a Rolex. 
Uh, no. So, but what I want, because that's what I want. Because a watch, it only keeps time. And, 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 and so, you know, the, 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 the guns, they're cool to collect. But I want the wisdom and the anointing that he has in his life and that he's had on his ministry over 60 years. And I want that because he has no idea how much he has helped me through now. Now that he's old and been retired a long time. The roles have kind of reversed a little bit. But I still have something to offer to him and he still has something to offer to me. I go and we talk about sermons and preaching and we talk about the Bible and we talk about biblical principles. But what I give him now is that young connection. I know I'm not that young, but it's for him as young. is that young connection that I'm still pouring it and he's still pouring into me. Does that make sense? Reach for help. Overcome pride. Don't, re- or, or don't, don't just reach out, but make sure that you reach out to the right people. Reject the trap of isolation. And they, uh, the inevitable reward for reaching. You know the inve- inevitable reward? He is rewarded for them. Jesus said, or, or, or Paul said, He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek that's the reward. He. You get Him. When you seek Him in prayer, you seek Him in praise, you seek Him wherever, He is the reward. Turn to God. Listen, now I'm going to give you this and I'll be done. Come on back. Honor those who are qualified to help you. Don't just take their word for granted. Honor them. Why? Your future depends on it. Your future depends on it. Dramatic praise. Deliverance. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you glory and I give you praise. The Lord, we didn't get here by ourselves. You came into our lives. You brought people into our lives to help us become who you want us to be. Lord, we want your direction. We want your alignment. Have your way in my life. Spirit Life team, would you just come? Stand up here. Be ready to pray. Activate your weapon of praise. Holy Spirit, just hover in this room.
Would everybody just stand to your feet with me this evening? It's 8.30 or 8.23. You got a little bit of time. If you need prayer tonight, maybe just need somebody to agree with you. The Bible said one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. If two agree is touching any one thing, it shall be done. Maybe you're here tonight and you just say, Pastor, I, I just need to get some things right with God. I'm out of alignment and I need to get put in alignment. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I won't embarrass you, but that's you. Pastor, I just need to get in alignment. Come on, lift up your hand. You can put it right back down. I see those hands. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you, hon. Let's just pray that right now. Come on, lift both hands, everybody. Father, forgive me. I can't blame anybody else. It's on me. But I ask you to come into my heart. Come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Make my life the life you want me to have. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next week here at CRCOG.